God bless and welcome to another episode of Not of This World. I am your host, David Valentin, and welcome to episode two. It's a very special episode for me because uh, I made it to round two. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited, uh, especially today I'm going to have a special guest. His name is Adam Kentish, my dear brother of mine. Um, know him my whole life, and um, it's a very it's an honor and a pleasure to have him on my podcast. And uh, today's going to be a good one. Um, what I want to get into, I want to get into, uh, again, I want to talk talk about the, the title of my podcast, Not Of This World. We're going to do a series, and within that series, we're, we're going to touch a little, uh, a couple of subcomponents that go into that, and um, and today's subcomponent that I want to talk about is peace, peace. So again, um, the verse that I'm basing, Not Of This World, I'm, I'm taking it from John 17 verse 16 they are not of the world just as I am not of the world this is Jesus praying to God praying for his disciples including us um and today we're going to be talking about peace and the verse that I'm going to be talking about I'm going to be referencing John 14 verse 27 where Jesus says peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So I repeat the part where it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. At this point, I want to introduce to you my brother from another mother, Adam Kentish. Adam, what up? How you doing today? Man, I think the honor is mine because I'm the first guest. Also, either this could go very good and we get invited again, or I could do very bad and never get invited again. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be all good, man. I got I got a little checklist. So if you if you check off all the boxes, I think you'll be a, a repeat uh, visitor here. But um, before we get into this, Adam, talk to me. Uh, what what you been up to? You know how, how has God been working in your life? Um, for those who don't know you, just give a quick intro of uh, who is Adam K. So right now, my name, well, not right now, my whole life, my my name has been um, Adam Kentish, Adam K, Adam Mitchell, when my mom gets mad at me is what oh, she calls go. me. Um, but right now, we serve at our local church as a, as a deacon, as a youth leader. We work with a program, a boys' ministry program called Royal Rangers, which I get to be led by you in that aspect, um, in that ministry, which is amazing because the majority of our boys are boys who have nothing to do with the church. They're boys from the neighborhood, um, from the community. They come in here and, and they learn about God. They Amen. learn about not just what God can do, but our lives are a living testimony that this ministry is not just for the kids, but you can advance in this ministry and give back to it. And we see that all of our leaders in this ministry were once part of this program, which shows about the power that this program has and the structure that... Uh, it was put in So it's an amazing opportunity to serve And that also um, God's blessing with the opportunity to serve at a sectional level uh, With our young people When it comes to Speed the Light And Speed the Light is a ministry that's designed To help young people And put a desire in their hearts for mission giving uh, Mission giving Let it be, you know, having the desire To go to those missions and do the work firsthand. but also sometimes We can't make it there 
we're in college, we're in school, we have jobs, and we can't physically make it to the mission fields, but we have something called dinero, money, that we can send to these missionaries and they can use to be a blessing in all their communities that they're in. So it's an amazing time in the season of my life. It's amazing. So now that you talk about uh, missions, I know that you're involved locally. I know that you're involved globally. How, how, how many global missions, missionary trips have you been involved in? I took my first missionary trip in 2017. I took my second one in 2019. I took my third one in 2021. And I took a whole month off last year um, for my fourth one. So four missionary trips that have been domestic uh, have been foreign and i've done two missionary trips already domestically in our in our in the united states that's amazing that's such a blessing to be be part of that um i haven't done i have done zero i'm at zero <laughs> but um i i, I definitely got a i'm eager and and i got the fire for it i, I definitely want to go on my first missionary trip and um, i can't wait but um that's awesome adam thank god and um I, I pray for you. I pray over your life and that may God continue to bless you and, and work in ways that we can never imagine. So, Adam, today's topic, we're talking about we as Christians, we as believers, we are not of this world. We can't get too comfortable. We can't be, you know, just loudly gagging. We, we, we're just passing through. We have to remember that, that we're passing through. And we can't conform ourselves and think... Think like the world does. We can't process things like the world does. We got to think differently. We got to have a different perspective. We got to see things differently. We got to have an eternal perspective on everything that we do in this life. So today, we're talking about peace. We're talking about peace. Now, the world sees peace in a thousand different ways. I mean, you name it, whatever, like if, it, if it's job security, if it's putting up cameras in the house, if it's financial security, you know, um, having a lot of people around, you know, whatever it is, whatever brings peace, they, they, they seek for peace in so many different ways, right, Adam? What's your take on that? I see that right now the world wants to or has pushed the agenda of peace being in the sense of taking it under your own hands like what you said you know a lot of people think if i get a gun i have peace because if someone starts knocking on my door bam bam boom they're gonna start running <laughs> but in all honesty that's not peace no because there's fear that comes with that peace and in all honesty when someone's banging on your door the last thing you're thinking about is that let's be peaceful right and when we look at peace, peace is something that only in the root can only come from Jesus. The only peace you can have is when you have Jesus in your heart. Because without that, there's no peace. Because another problem is going to come up. Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Even his name. That's his name. <laughs> so, so when we look, you, true peace only comes through Christ. Because when you try to find your peace in the world, you're not going to find it. You're going to be disappointed. It's all going to be dead ends. It's going to be dead ends. You're going to think, okay, I get a gun. Okay, maybe this isn't the gun for me. Maybe I need a, I need a bigger gun. So you look, I have a friend. He got like 15 guns. They try to break into his house. He still don't got peace because he's still thinking about it. He's still buying things to try to secure it. But when your security, your foundation is Jesus, you have a peace that this world can't understand. No. You have a peace that it doesn't even look normal for them. 
It's beyond, it's beyond comprehension. You could be going through the worst storm. You could be getting punched by like Muhammad Ali in a spiritual sense by, by the enemy. But when you have peace that comes from the Lord, that's something, that's something that doesn't even make any sense. And that's the problem right there because they put their trust, they put their confidence on, on quicksand. You put the confidence and trust on things that are just going to fail. They have a history of failing. See, our God that we serve, our God, undefeated. He has a history of not failing. And he's not going to fail. So when you put your 100% trust in God, when you trust in his promises and his word, that's going to bring you this peace that's not of this world. That's what Jesus said. I leave with you my peace. I give you my peace. Not as the world gives you, but I give you. Anything else is going to crumble down. We put our trust on our solid rock so the storms may come, trials and tribulations may come, the winds may be blowing, but I will stand firm on solid ground. Amen? Amen. That's, that's completely true. And with peace comes patience. Mm. Peace and patience comes hand in hand. Because in order to have peace, you need to have patience. Because sometimes without peace, you're going to try to fix all the problems in the world. You're going to try to fix it on your own accord. And sometimes you got to let God do what God knows how to do. Listen, there's times where, don't get me wrong, you're going to have to put in work. This is You're going to have to put in work. There's, there's things that, you know, God's going to put you through and you have to go through it. Go through that process. But there's going to come a time, like what Adam's talking about, that you're going to have to tag God in. I'm like, all right, God, it's your turn. You take it over. Like, there's things that supernaturally needs to happen in life that are designed that way because it makes you rely and depend on God. God's not just going to give you everything and then allow you to conquer everything, conquer it all in your, in your will and your power. No, absolutely not. So things happen in our lives that are designed for us to lean towards God in those moments. See, that's a critical moment. When you're going through your trials and your tribulations and you're going through tough times in school and marriage and relationships, whatever it is, that you, you have a critical decision to make. Are you going to take things your own way and, and, and try to figure things out your way? Or are you going to depend on God, rely, rely on God, present it to God, put it in prayer and let God, let God do his thing? What do you think, Adam? I like that. Yo. Let, let me blow your mind with this. So we talked about peace. The root, the root conversation, the root theme is peace. But I said, in order to have peace, you need to have patience. Mm. And in order to have patience, you need to know how to wait. And everyone knows this Bible verse, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Praise God. So the key word here in the beginning is wait. In order to wait, you develop waiting. You learn how to wait. You learn how to have patience. You learn how to have patience. You learn to have peace. So here, Isaiah, those that wait, those that learn how to tag, like you said, tag God and let him do what he knows how to do, their strength will be renewed. They're going to have peace because they're not doing things on their own strength. They're letting God do what God knows how to do. And that is do miracles, that's move mountains, that's do the impossible. And so not only does he renew your strength when you wait, which equals peace, it says they shall mount up on the wings as eagles. They shall run 
and not be weary. That means you can continue going on this race. You're not going to get tired because you have peace because you learned how to wait. Something right there that connects. And then they shall walk and not faint. Mm. I used to run, you know, right now I'm, I'm a little more heavier than what I used to in high school. I used to run cross country. We used to be able to do a 5K in about 15 minutes. Yeah, I must have been a long time ago, Adam. I'm looking at you. I mean, I ain't trying to blow you up, but... Almost, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and once we were almost heading to the finish line, that's where it hurt the most. That's where I just wanted to give up. And I remember as you're coming out to the finish line, everyone's going, everyone's yelling. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even know you when they're clapping, I think, because everyone just wanted to go home. They're all clapping over here. But that was when the hardest part of the race was because I could see the finish line, but my body was tired, but my body was exhausted. But when you have peace, when you learn to have patience, when you learn to wait in what God has promised, what God has told you he's going to do, your strength is renewed. Absolutely. And you see that finish line, you're like, you know what, man, I'm almost done. Yep. We're almost there. And then when we bring it to now, current time, what's happening? Jesus is coming. Amen. You you look at there's signs everywhere, and if you don't see a sign, then you blind spiritually. Yeah. Because everything is showing that Jesus is returning. So that's the finish line. We see the the bright light. So you know what? I need to have patience. I need to have patience. Why? Because the Bible tells you that things are gonna get worse. Things are gonna get even 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 more worse than what we could ever imagine. But there's still a promise, and and that's one of the biggest things. A lot of times churches all they talk about is all oh, the days are gonna get worse. It's gonna get harder to live. The love of many is gonna get cold. That's completely true. I'm not disregarding that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not biblical. That's biblical. The Bible says it. Yep. But also. The Bible has a promise in the book of Joel that in the last days there will be a release of the Holy Spirit like never before. Being empowered by the Holy Spirit, being empowered by the Holy Ghost brings peace. Amen. Brings empowerment. You learn how to fight certain things. You know how you learn how to fight? By not fighting. Letting God do what he needs to do. And you have the peace because you're not getting your hands dirty. God's taking care of what he has to get taken care of. Knowing that his time is perfect. Knowing that his thoughts are not our thoughts. He's always in control. His plans are perfect. And and this is key. This if you think about it, this is really key for us because as Adam described, all this stuff is happening, but yet in the midst of all this, in the midst of all this, we are in tune with the Holy Spirit. We have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we get to enjoy this peace that's only found in Jesus. And that's how you become the light of the world. That's how you become the salt of the world. That in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the darkness, just like John 1 says, you know, the darkness surrounds, but there's the light in the darkness and the darkness have, has not overcome the light. You are that light. So when, you're, you, when you have this peace upon you and people see that, that attracts people. That attracts people to you. And they're like, how is it possible that you're going through what you're going through and yet you're calm, cool, collective. How is this even possible? And what an opportunity God has given you right there to share the gospel. What an opportunity God has given you to talk about how it is that you have peace in your life. How it is that you have this patience and, you know, and discomfort in such, you know, a trial time. No, you know, and, and this might this might be the, the thing that either gets me invited again forgets me uninvited on, on blacklist. Nah, man, throw it out there. So so I teach a Bible Institute class. And mm-hmm. I remember one day I told him, and, and I never forget because the eyes got super big. I told him that the world is seeking for Jesus. They're just seeking for him in the wrong way. 
Mm. I told him, I said, would you believe that when someone goes to the club, when someone goes to the bar and they get drunk, they're really searching for Jesus. And, and, and these people, you know, they looked at me like, what is this guy doing? Is this guy out of his mind? I told him, do you think, I said, do you know that when someone's watching pornography, they're really trying to look for Jesus? And then they really started looking at me. <laughs> I said, you know, when someone is in adultery and in fornication, they're really trying to look for Jesus. Or when they're, when they're a druggie, they're really trying to look at Jesus. And I thought that they were going to stone me at that point. <laughs> hey, like stone and we just talk about drugs. See, insider. Um, but I told him that. And I said, because what these people are trying to do, they're trying to fill the void in their heart with something. They're trying to fill the void in their heart with drugs. They're trying to fill the void in their heart with pleasures of this world. They're trying to fill their void in their heart with drinking their pains away. And what they realize is, this is not filling me. So maybe I got to do a little bit more. Maybe I have to accelerate the process. Maybe I have to make the grams go a little higher and, and have a couple more shots so that this can really start working so I can have this peace. But at the end of the day, they realize that cannot fill the void. So I say that when they're doing all that, they're really searching for Jesus because it comes to a point where they realize that the only thing that can fill that void is Jesus. We're designed that way. Yes, sir. We were designed with that void inside of us, right? Because that, that, that's how the whole thing religion started because people wanted more. They had this, they had this desire in them. They had this vacío, this emptiness inside them, that void. And they were seeking it. Like Adam said, they, they, they keep seeking and seeking, but they're seeking in all the wrong places. We were designed with that void. And only Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, can fill that void. And we got to remember that. We're not of this world. So in that case, if we're not of this world, that we don't seek peace like this world does. We know where our peace lies. We know who is the Prince of Peace. You know, when we, when we look at another scripture, ooh, when we look at another scripture today, we it's like a Bible study. We look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Mm. It says, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Meaning that we have a sinful nature that naturally seeks for things in a wrong way. Yeah. Because we're trying to, and honestly, the, the human, the human man, the human woman tries to find the easy way. Yep. If you tell me how many people play the lottery I was at Uno's today, and there was a worker, and he said, you don't know how much money I spent on this machine, getting a scratch ticket. He said, but one day, but one day, I'm going to make it. One day, I'm going to get rich. False hope. False hope, but in his mind, he thinks, if I continue going to this machine and getting this ticket, one day, I'm going to win. Why? Because he's trying to find the easy way to get rich. You know what's the easy way to get rich? You work hard for it. Mm. You work hard for it. And that's the thing that, that this world doesn't understand. You need to work hard for everything you receive. Why? Because Jesus had to work hard to give us salvation. He literally had to lay down his life. He laid on this tree for hours, for hours, bearing our sin. And we expect, yo, I want to make it to heaven easy. He went, he went through all that so we can have peace. So we go, so we can have peace. Yeah, we're trying to find different hacks and, and, and shortcuts to get something that costs a price so high that we can never pay. And even knowing that, we try to find a, a, a quicker way to pay that. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something, and we're gonna we're gonna be wrapping this up very shortly. But um, Adam described how the world seeks peace in so many different ways. You know, I, I'm one of them. You know, for a long time, you know, I, I wasn't right with God. I I, I parted ways with, with of the gospel and, and just the truth. And I was lost. 
I was lost for 15 plus years, seeking peace, seeking joy, seeking whatever it was that I was trying to fill, you know, with all the wrong things, with all the wrong things. So I, I know how deceiving and how a liar the enemy is. He deceived me for so long, for so long, looking for peace in all the wrong places, looking for joy in all the wrong places, feeling myself looking for pleasures in, in, in all the wrong places. And only when I came back to Jesus was I able to experience what I once left behind. And again, one, because you, you will only find this type of peace in Jesus. Just like he said, you won't find this peace in the world. Nothing that nothing in the world will compare to what I can give to you. Amen. Amen, bro. All right. Flipping the script. Going to some current events. I talked about it last week. I'm going to talk about it again. So, Jesus Revol Revolution. Adam, have you checked it out yet? That is on my bucket list. Today. Oh, you slacking. Slacker. Listen, today, today, Jesus Revolution broke the box office. They hit over $30 million. This movie was projected to hit like $5 million. They're already over $30 million. If my math is correct, I think that's six times more what they expected. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like I, I you, you gotta, you gotta applause that. You gotta applause that because that's amazing. You know, you gotta still, God is working in all so many different avenues, including Hollywood. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for this flick. And um, if, if um, if you haven't cashed it, please take time and, and go out with your family and, and peep it. But but look at this day real quick. Yeah. Why why do you think if you look if you look right now at media? Mm -hmm. Need it right now, the chosen. Yeah. This, this started off of an app. It's on Peacock right now. I think it's even on Netflix. Something that started off on an app. Why? Because the people in this world understand that they need something more. Of course. They understand that well, what the media is giving out with a lot of these sitcoms, with a lot of these normal shows. Don't get me mad. Don't get don't, don't get me wrong. I like watching SVU. I'm not saying you gotta stop watching SVU. Criminal Minds, especially the right there, they got a new one on Paramount Plus. Dun, 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 dun. Criminal Minds <laughs> Evolution. But people want to see something that's real, something that that's true, and there's nothing more true, nothing more real than the story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because when you start watching the story of Jesus, when the way that they depict what had happened and with Jesus Revolution, what 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 I've heard is it hits something in your soul. Something in your soul that when you watch all these other shows, it doesn't feel. You leave these movies, you leave watching these shows, wanting more. I'm telling you, son, the Holy Spirit has been working overtime lately. Yes, sir. The Holy Spirit has been working overtime lately. And, and that's why you're seeing all these platforms with, with the followers and, and the viewers and, and breaking box office records. You know, to your point. Because they're getting something. It's something refreshing. It's living water, like Jesus said. And it's just, it's filling this void. And the Holy Spirit is working. And that's because a generation is rising up that mm. understands that they're not of this world. Exactly. They're in this world, but this ain't their home. Amen. So, because this is not my home, not of this world. I'm not going to conform to the patterns of this world. That's it. I'm not going to go and make a movie that I know I'm going to get rich off of just because I'm showing nudity and violence and gangs and all this other stuff because that's what they like. Yep. Instead, I'm going to stay to my convictions and I'm going to tell people about the message of Jesus. 
of what Jesus has done in different places. And what happens? Because we're not of this world. God sees that stuff, and that doesn't go in vain. It says the word never comes back. It's like a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. So even if we throw out and think it, we're not going to project nothing. Look at that. 30 million. And still counting because the movie's not done. Still counting. Still counting like that. And there's movies that get millions of dollars that, that they invest in. Those movies no one even knows nothing about. Yep. Yeah, a little Jesus revolution. The Chosen. Something that talks about the sacrifice that Jesus made that opens the mind of the human being. It's like, wow, you know, I need a savior. I need that peace that they talk about in Jesus' revolution. I need that peace that I feel can only come through Jesus because we're not of this world. Amen. And we're going to wrap it up right now, but this just goes to show you that nothing's off limits. Nothing's off limits when it comes to the gospel. We should be using every all the means that we have available out there, whether it's social media, uh, podcasts, movies. I mean, whatever is available out there, we should be using for the good to advance the kingdom of God, to advance you know His gospel, His word, the good news. We should use all these media platforms. And unfortunately, this is a whole different topic. I'm not even gonna get into it. But some people are against this. Yeah. Some people are against this. And, and you know, why not? Yo, the enemy uses it for bad. Why can't we use it for good? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Times change. The message doesn't. The message has always been the same. Jesus came. He died. Took our place. Rose again. And is coming once more. Amen. The message never changes, but the methods we do have to change. Absolutely. Look at Jesus. Jesus talked in his parables mostly about farming and things of agriculture. Why? Because that was the people that was there listening to. That's what they can understand. Jesus didn't go over there and start talking about iPhones and iPads and podcasts because they weren't going to understand what they were talking about. They're like, what's an iPhone? <laughs> we still, we, we ride by, I don't even know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling <laughs> send, send, send the message with the messenger And then they get it 10 days later Well that happened actually to Jesus with Lazarus He found out like, like four, yo, He's been dead for 4 days Like my bad right. um, But you look He met the people where they were at And right now we see That we need to meet people where we're at Oh yeah If people have their phones Their Instagrams Their TikToks Their Facebooks We need to reach them there why? Because everyone else is reaching them there. So if the enemy's reaching them there on TikTok, telling them to do this, telling them to do that, then you know what? The church needs to rise up. Understand, we're not of this world, but we will use the methods that are provided in this world to get the message that's going to save this world out there. What the enemy meant for evil? He turns it for good. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for tuning in. I thank my brother Adam Kentish for joining us. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> but I thank you and uh, God bless them. Um, again, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as this world gives, do I give to you. God bless you. Amen. And remember, you are not of this world. Peace. God bless.